Down for the Count with Brandon Medina and Dan Cialana. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, ESPN San Antonio proudly brings to you the best show in the world. This is Down for the Count. I'm your man, Brandon Big Poppy Medina, here with my main men, Dan Cialana. And Mr. Mike from Off the Mic Podcast, man, you are just a regular on the show at this time. Well, it's it's nice to get a little California love in here. So thanks is. for having me again, guys. What's All up, right. Mr. Dan Cialana? How are you doing, brother? You look dapper as always. Doing great. Glad to be talking about wrestling here. Forget about other things that are happening in the world. Goodness. And just talking about the uh, the great, wonderful world of wrestling we have no complaints about wrestling wrestling in 2021 so far just like 2021 in other realms of life has been absolutely beautiful absolutely perfect it's going to be a super positive show no complaints uh no revisions it's all good and i know mike here mike from off the mic podcast he is just in love with what wwe is doing but we got to talk about it first brand we got it we the the sad news from this week well i don't know how sad it is because other people don't seem to be too sad. We found out on Monday that WWE champion Drew McIntyre was diagnosed with COVID. So he, he got on Monday Night Raw. He gave a message, kind of a after-school PSA type thing of everybody be careful and I'm going to fight it. I'm going to be in quarantine. But then he came back later on the show on video and said, by the way, yes, I will fight you, Goldberg. Now, I'm maybe I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but and I, I'm not a medical expert, but I kind of... If you get COVID, are you supposed to be like planning your matches and promising you'll fight someone in like two weeks? I don't, I don't know what the latest. I haven't checked out with the latest CDC guidelines about wrestling. What the hell's going on, guys? Yeah, this is this is interesting. This is the first thing I thought. Whenever they continue this storyline, there was no mention, guys, on Raw. There was no mention of Drew even having COVID that that first Raw. Um, zero. Obviously, Twitter. And social media was a buzz, but Raw themselves did not mention a thing. They stuck with it. It is going to be, I believe, 15 days, like to the dot of when Royal Rumble happens. If he tests negative, okay. But what happens, guys, if he tests positive morning of Royal Rumble? What do we do? I mean, that's the thing that really we've got to account for because we see it in sports. And like I've seen it firsthand in the NFL. I'm a Browns fan. And we've seen guys test positive and they don't come back even in the 10 day threshold that they have because they have underlying symptoms. So we don't know, like Drew said in his promo uh, that he taped prior to raw that he is asymptomatic. Uh, so that's great to hear that. Like at least nothing is really serious right now, but who's to say what happens January 31st, January 30th, Drew's still testing positive and he's not feeling well. Do you scrap the match? Do you, postpone it and try to make it happen at WrestleMania because I'll tell you guys straight up I'm not a fan of this match really at all because it doesn't really benefit anybody it really doesn't benefit anybody at all you're talking about Drew who's on this great run as champion Goldberg he he, let's face it he can't go anymore he can't go he can't go longer than three minutes so in the end like I don't know where this is gonna be yeah it's just like I I think that Drew's going to be okay, and I hope Sir. he's going to be okay. But I just the the minute that this came out on Legends Night and the way they fumbled out of it was just it was bad. And like because they they ran out of time 
to like kind of explain why Goldberg was there and why they were going to do this. And then the next week, Drew's got COVID and now they've got to go into a tailspin. So like I said, it's to me, it's a huge issue on a lot of different fronts. But obviously, the number one priority is getting Drew back healthy. Well, Mike and Brandon, let's actually ch check the audio here because I'm not exactly sure. I don't remember for sure whether Drew specifically said that he would accept Goldberg's challenge at the Royal Rumble or just at some indetermined time here. Let's take a listen. Uh, current condition aside, I'd like to respond to Bill Goldberg's challenge last week. After being pushed to the absolute limit by Keith Lee, I stood and watched as legends who have paved the way for me and every other WWE superstar stood in that stage. They were watching me defend my WWE title, a literal dream scenario for me. Before I got the chance to thank them, I was rudely interrupted by your knock on the door. And there you were, Goldberg. Goldberg. I didn't see that coming. One of the most devastating and destructive forces in WWE history. One of my personal favorites, might I add. I'll admit it. My brother and I were young. We used to love tuning in each and every week to see who Goldberg was going to maul that week. Whatever idiot was stupid enough to get in this path. I might have been a little bit starstruck as I watched you part the seas of legends and step into that ring. As the old expression goes, never meet your heroes in person because they will always let you down. I hate to say this, Bill because I so want to like you, respect you, admire you, but you let me down and you let your own legacy down as well. You put words into my mouth that I didn't even say. And you said it didn't even matter if I said it because I was thinking it. How would you know what I was thinking, Bill? You got me all wrong. I'm a firm believer in giving respect to get respect. That's what a true WWE champion does. You don't know anything about being WWE champion, do you, Billy? No. It is the most prestigious title there is. And I feel like Drew hates this. Entire career. <laughs> That's why you challenged me. I have respect for you, Goldberg. I didn't want to accept your challenge. You're 20 years older than me. I didn't want to accept your challenge. You challenging me, that's... Like you challenging yourself in your prime. Would you honestly want to fight yourself? In Maybe your Drew was trying to figure out whether he was actually supposed to yeah. say yes or not. My opinion yeah, changed when you put your hands on me. Just get to it, Drew. Like you're the one that needs a lesson in respect, Bill. If that's what you want, you can try to get it at the Royal Rumble. Because Goldberg, I accept your challenge. Wow. Okay, what there a, it is. What, it took, a, what, it took, what a moment. It took 20 minutes, but yeah, he said at Royal Rumble, I accept your challenge. So apparently he, uh, WWE has already written in. <laughs> apparently Vince McMahon thinks you can just tell God that you can just say, oh, he, oh he's got COVID on. Oh, damn it, pal. How long's COVID last? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks, damn it. When's Royal Rumble? More than two weeks. All right, pal, he'll be there. I mean, you, you can't, it's kind of irresponsible, especially if, guys, if you just did a PSA about how you got to stay safe in quarantine. And by the way, I'll be rolling around on the on the mat with a man in a two and a half weeks here. Not the best look, I think, for WWE. What do you guys think? This is, it, it's awful. Um, this, this says a lot about the company. It says a lot about the priorities and the health of their wrestlers. Um, this is the biggest thing that to happen since COVID started for WWE specifically, 
and it was handled incorrectly. Um, what I was scared of, guys, is I don't know if you remember, God, what what year was this? Was this 2016 Royal Rumble, 2015? Remind me, guys, when the actual championship was put up for the Royal Rumble. I think it was uh, 16. Yeah. I think so, it was 16, yeah, yeah, with Roman, yeah. Yeah, with Roman, one of the two. All I know is when that happened, that's what I was scared of uh, of happening this year. And, I mean, I was telling you, Dan, offline and stuff, and, I mean, you were talking. My fiancé, guys, who gets stuck having to watch this stuff with me, obviously, she doesn't even follow that deeply. And even she was like, man, Drew is getting screwed this year. Like, WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, I know, by life. Yeah, like, WrestleMania, no fans. Because uh, she loved the Royal Rumble. She had never seen yeah. it until this last one. And so, of course, when Drew won it, obviously Drew jumps to the top of the list like any kid watching. of like, mm-hmm. oh, I like him a lot. He's so great. I watched him. And so for her to say that, and she's not even a diehard fan, I was like, man, Drew McIntyre deserved this more than anybody else on that roster, has had a rough go of it. I just don't see why we're continuing this match. And with of all people setting the stage for Mike to go off, <laughs> Goldberg? That's who yeah. we're going to do this that's, for? That, that's, that, how we're that's, do. that's the payoff? I feel like this is completely done wrong, and it shows a lack of respect for the new wrestlers that run the company and a lack of that's respect for this, for this virus that is killing people still, guys. Well, like it goes back to like the beginning of this whole thing. Roman backed out like early on, and he was gone for five months because we didn't know what this was. And then there was an outbreak where anonymous people, I think Caleb Braxton was mentioned and a lot of staff members uh, were involved in it. And like, we didn't get their names. This is the first real case where we actually know who it is because of the caliber of the talent who it is. It's Drew freaking McIntyre, the MVP of 2020. Like, and I love what your, your, your fiance said, uh, Brandon, like it's, it's so true. Drew of all people, has been screwed over the most of anybody in 2020 because that guy worked his butt off yep. for so long to get to that stage at WrestleMania against Brock. And he got it in front of an empty performance center. And he was able to carry that title. It was a phenomenal championship reign that he had. And then he got his legs cut out underneath him for whatever reason for Randy Orton to win the title, which made no sense. He gets it back, go, goes in a losing effort, it's at Survivor Series against uh, Roman Reigns. Like I don't know how you guys felt about that match. That match was so great, and I was hoping that outside chance that maybe the two of them would face at WrestleMania this year, but that's probably not going to happen. But through all of that, and then for him to get to this year, you get to Legends Night. He has a great match with Keith Lee, and then you're doing this for Goldberg. Like you're doing this for Goldberg. Like I get it. Ratings are in the tank, but. Especially now with, to your point, Brandon, that everything is kind of screwed up with this COVID thing. Why rush Drew back and risk everybody's health for Goldberg? And that's not, and look, it's just like, yeah, Goldberg's older in age. But at the same time, in the beginning, this is a match nobody wants to see because they know what's coming, that Goldberg might take the title off him. And then you're going to have a whole disaster on your hands. So I I know I'm going all over the place here, but it's just... (laughs) It's just like I wasn't even thinking about the Goldberg thing in the context of what happened here with COVID. But you got you're so right, Brandon, in the fact that like they're just bending over backwards and still booking this match with Drew having COVID. When in reality, this is kind of an easy way out for them to get out of this match, which nobody yeah. wants to see. Yep. 
Well, everybody wants to see us and our show down for the count. I'm Dangerous Dan Cialana. Here with my tag team partner, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. Mike Mayer from the Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast is joining us. This is Down for the Count, your wrestling show on 1250 ESPN San Antonio, 94.5 FM, and on the go at ESPNSA.com slash wrestling. It is down for the count, your ESPN San Antonio wrestling show. I am Dangerous Dan Cialana. He's my tag team partner, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. Joined tonight as well from Mike Mayer from the Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast. We're talking all things wrestling, especially WWE, especially Royal Rumble, where Drew McIntyre, question mark, is supposed to defend his WWE championship against Goldberg because apparently Drew McIntyre's asymptomatic COVID is supposed to disappear by the time Royal Rumble comes about, comes around, because that's the what that's what Vince McMahon wants. Goodness. Mike, do you think this match is going to actually happen? Do you think uh, Drew is just going to miraculously get a second uh, COVID pot or negative test and be in this match against Goldberg that nobody wants to see? I they, they seem to be hell bent on it happening, and uh, I mean, like I don't sign off on it, like given all the factors that we mentioned in the last segment, but. I think that provided what we've seen in other leagues that you can come back after 10 days if you're clean and you're you're healthy and you don't have any symptoms and you're testing negative, I think Drew's going to probably be good to go for this match based off everything. Like provided there isn't a slip up and he does get some symptoms and it gets really bad, which fingers crossed it doesn't ha- that doesn't happen. Um, I think this is you're going to see uh, Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg uh, on January 31st. In the Thunderdome, at the Royal Thunderdome. No, Brandon. Do, do you think it? Do you think it's a marketing thing? It's like, okay, if you're Vince McMahon and you're WWE, you know there's a possibility that Drew McIntyre will not be available because he still will be COVID positive. But huge possibility. Yeah. It's better to marketing wise to promote Drew being there and apologize later instead of saying, "Oh, by the way, he's definitely not going to be there." So, so what do you what you guys are saying? They're going to do the same thing they did with Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman, and then the, uh, Presto, like right in the middle of it. Yeah, you know what? Hey, we we don't have our our WWE champion. So Braun <laughs> Strow Braun Strow, and they said, "Oh, it's going to be this great announcement, this really unique way." Mm-hmm. And it's the la- it's the Friday before WrestleMania, the day before, and everybody knew that it was going to be Braun. Like, how are they going to write him off? It's <laughs> just like. Hey, Presto, Braun Strowman versus uh, Braun Strowman versus Goldberg for the Universal Championship. And that was when Goldberg had the Universal Championship. But let me do a side. Let me do a side note here, and this is related to wrestling. But I want to relate relate it to soap operas. Did you guys admit it? Did you ever watch soap operas when you were younger or when you're older? My uh, my mom actually is a diehard All My Children's fan in General Hospital. All My Children, Erica Kane, multiple marriages. Now here's here's the thing. In soap operas, there's a soap opera trope of bringing people back from the dead, right? People who die, they come back. But when they come back, they give you this huge explanation of why the person didn't really die. They fake their death or, you know, somebody, some, it was an evil twin, a switch up, right? So they always had an explanation of why this person who got killed off came back. But soap operas eventually just got lazy. And all my children, good example, they would just bring people back from the dead and just not explain just not explain at all. They'd be like, yeah, I'm back. People would be like, all right, 
Well, I saw you get steamrolled, like literally like, okay, or you fell off a bridge and like we saw your body and okay, that doesn't matter. And that's what wrestling did with Roman Reigns. And I think that you're right. You're right, Mike. They may do that with Drew McIntyre. They'll forget all this that, you know, oh, we, 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 we never said he'd be here for sure. They'll just replace him and we'll see, we'll see what happens there. But I just think it's irresponsible, both from the COVID side Great. to promise that Drew McIntyre will be there, and also uh, just just marketing wise. I think it just it's just bad. It just it just makes you look shady. Yeah, I mean it, it doesn't make you look good at all. However, guys, um, the Royal Rumble really not many times do we see a title change. Regardless, wouldn't you guys agree? I mean, I feel yeah. like I feel like titles don't change the Royal Rumble because the, the the main aspect why you're watching is to see who's going to be contending for that title mm-hmm. in the Royal Rumble. So regardless, they have so many outs, gentlemen, to like not have this match. Like there's no need for it. We know from history it's probably not going to change. But if Goldberg's Unless they involved, want to get Goldberg the title. Yeah, that's, if Goldberg's involved, if Goldberg's involved, it most likely might change because they screwed the fiend out of it uh, in Saudi Arabia. Um, but I think this specific Royal Rumble is going to be very interesting. First COVID Rumble, uh, that's going to be wild. Um, that's going to be a lot of people in the ring at the same time during a pandemic, uh, which I know yeah. is yeah. going to stress Dan out completely. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I thought I'd give you guys a glimpse a little bit before we talk about our dark horses and who we like for the Royal Rumble. Daniel Bryan. I don't want to bring race into this. No, Come on. of course, of course. Okay. <laughs> our dark and light horses. And, okay, and, and, and medium, regular medium, medium shade. shade. Yeah, uh, we have Daniel Bryan at plus one twenty-five. He is the favorite, and I'm a betting man. These are live betting things on Vegas. It's Daniel Bryan, Keith Lee, Big E, and then it goes Brock Lesnar, Edge, and Goldberg. Those are the top six betting wise. And then not only that, guys, no. check this out. Check this out. Above John Cena, Randy Orton, you have John Cena. You have CM Punk and The Rock in there. CM Punk. <laughs> oh, no, no. Hold no. on. Wait. Okay, well, it gets better. It gets better. Lars Sullivan is over no. Bobby Lashley and them. You have no. uh, Walter. You have Buddy Murphy. <laughs> okay. You have Tyson Fury. Um, Conor McGregor, <laughs> Dean Ambrose, Rusev. What? what oh, oh, what? No. What? So, we, so we, have, we have people in other companies with different names. Now yeah. those, those are way down. Getting... Those are way down. But I any de- any uh, deceased persons on the list there? None, but pretty close. You have Vince McMahon at plus twenty five thousand. Well, okay. So he's like the lowest of the low. But you one dollar, you'd be making a nice little bucket bucket change if Vince McMahon comes out the winner. Which realistically, Vince always wins, right? So well, he won yeah. once. He actually did, he did win, win once. once. Yeah, yeah I know. Did. And then uh, Bianca Belair actually is the favorite for the women's. Huh. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. There. But that's, let's talk. That's mm-hmm. always that's always felt like the the way they were going to go there. So yeah, yeah. But let let's let, let's talk men's Royal Rumble, and we'll get to women's. I know obviously we're 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 cutting it close uh, in the segment, but men's Royal Rumble, guys. Who would shock you, or not even shock you? Who is your personal pick, storylines aside, to win the men's Royal Rumble? Mike, we'll start with you. Well, personally, I, I want to see Daniel Bryan win it, just because. We all know the stories of he probably should have won it in 2014. He probably should have won it in 2015. Like he wasn't in it in 2014. He got eliminated too soon in 2015. Um, And the storyline lends itself to it. But like you said, pulling that aside, I think the guy, he's still one of the best ever doing it, like in the ring. He's been consistently doing it on a different level. He's 
Uh, I mean, for crying out loud, during this pandemic, he had another kid. So it's just like the guy, the guy's been through so much in his career to come back. I think that, and, and by the way, if you count the greatest Royal Rumble, he already has the record for the longest time in the Rumble, and he didn't even win that one. So Do we have to count it, that. Is that I, canon? I mean, I, 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 there, there seem to be counting it as the largest Royal Rumble ever. But oh, uh, that was awful. That was yeah, so that was bad. It was bad. That was really bad. Um, but for me, it would be a really fitting cap to a great career and to get him a chance to be in the main event at WrestleMania. And then if you add on the storyline of it. The whole Jey Uso heel turn with with Roman and that angle has started. So it's there's built-in stuff there for him to be involved in that. And the reports already had been leading themselves that this match was going to happen. It was going to happen at TLC, and then it was going to happen at the Rumble. Obviously, it's not happening at the Royal Rumble because Roman is facing Adam Pearce or however that's going to work out. But for me... Um, like everybody wanted it to be Big E. I wanted it to be Big E early on, but in the last several months, in the last like month or two, I've honestly just flipped to Daniel Bryan because to me, if there's there's nobody more deserving of a Royal Rumble win on that roster right now than Daniel Bryan, I think. And you, Dan, what are you thinking? Mr. Not Daniel Bryan, but Mr. Dan Cialana. <laughs> well, like I shared on last Thursday night's show, uh, the only person I want to see win the royal rumble i want to see the surprise number 30 entrance of Dwayne the rock johnson i want Dwayne the rock johnson to return at number 30 win the royal rumble and challenge his cousin roman reigns for his championship at wrestlemania that's the only thing that needs to happen i don't care what 50 movies the rock has to put off this month that he's filming rampage 2 Doom 5, whatever, Scorpion King 8, whatever he's got to postpone is no Jumanji more important. Jumanji like next, whatever, you know. Ben, like, right now, if you put that bet in, sir, if you put that bet in, if you lock in that that love for Mr. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, which, by the way, I'm I'm having myself a little drink and I got the little rock logo on my, on my little yeti. It's a sign. But, so maybe, but... Twenty dollars on Dwayne the Rock Johnson wins you four hundred buckaroos. So mm. I would definitely. Oh, I gotta find that. I'm yeah, telling you, it's gonna be him. Solid, solid, solid betting advice, right? But there. I, I will admit, though, guys, I know we only got a few seconds here, but I'm I'm notoriously bad at predictions. I predicted last year at this time that Edge would never return to the ring. That everyone who you thought that Edge was gonna return was stupid. About that, you were rude about. You yeah, like Edge is basically <laughs> dead. He's never coming back. Like you were so loud. So, so my predictions mean nothing. I think AJ Styles is my guy. They're pushing it with the AJ Styles Royal Rumble doc like that's it. coming out. I that's think right. He's one. He's one of the best in-ring performers still. He's never won it. This be solidifying his career. It's the only thing he hasn't done really in WWE. So I think this be huge, especially if they're trying to impress New Japan and get Switchblade over. Give an old New Japan guy a chance. I think this would be an awesome way to do it. Um, but, yeah, so those are my picks. However, when we come back, let's talk a little bit more, Dan, about the Royal Rumble as well as the current state of wrestling. We have that huge Impact pay-per-view coming up. AEW NXT just happened. Let's talk all that and more when we come back. 94.5 FM, 1250 AM. You're listening to ESPN San Antonio, and you can find us on the go at ESPNSA.com slash wrestling.
Welcome back to ESPN San Antonio's Down for the Count, your premier wrestling show, the only wrestling show and the best damn wrestling show in all of the land. I am your man, Brandon Big Poppy Medina, followed by my main man and tag team partner, Mr. Dan Cialana, the dangerous Dan Cialana. And we also have our brother from California, Mr. Mike Mayer, off the off the mic podcast, joining us on today's show. We are talking Royal Rumble, NXT, AEW, as well as Impact Wrestling. Is that is that what we're doing right now, Dan? Is that a real company? Is that? I feel like. Come on, that that. Are we sure? Impact. I feel like Impact Wrestling is uh, a a really deep memory you forgot about, almost, Dan. And to be honest, you know, and I don't want to embarrass myself in front of our guest here, Mike Mayer, but you and I, Brandon, have not really talked about Impact Wrestling as much as maybe we should have, no. uh, you know, on this show, because mainly because we don't know how to find Impact Wrestling. Yeah. And for me, you're right. I have I have bad memories. Well, not even bad memories. I have just like a bias against Impact Wrestling because back when it was TNA, I remember when the wrestling Internet called it TN awful. And it just seemed like TNA at the time, which is now Impact Wrestling, just seemed like a place to go for wrestlers who got rejected elsewhere. Uh, every time I saw that six-sided ring that they used to have, I thought oh. it was cheesy as hell. I thought it was dumb. I loved it. I, <laughs> I didn't want to see Hulk Hogan like uh, replicating the That's Montreal screw job, which he was not even involved in. The whole thing just seemed cheesy as hell. So I have a bias against Impact Wrestling. And you and I have talked about it before, and actually Mike talked about this during the break too it's hard to find impact wrestling like i don't even know how to like i tried to find the Where latest the episode tv and i think Where it was on it? twitch i watched it on twitch a couple weeks ago yeah so i ended up just watching clips on youtube so does anybody actually know maybe we should book someone from impact wrestling so yes. that we can ask them how do you watch impact wrestling I feel like that question would leave them very blank. I feel like even impact wrestlers don't know how to watch. <laughs> They're like, I don't know. I just show up. I, I don't know. Hey, I was like, we're on TV. I had no clue. I Wait, no we're idea. on TV. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what channel. No, we're yeah, I'm trying to watch the damn show on Twitch. And then I ended, up, I ended up just seeing some 15 year old kid playing video games. I don't know what the hell's going on. Dude, I feel like, I feel like Chris Hansen's going to come to my house and say, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's all the time on YouTube when you look up clips and then it's just like some kid playing, playing two like, like, WWE 2K. And yeah. Like, what the hell is and he's got 80,000 like followers in the last week. But yeah. Anyways, Mike, have you, been following, have you been following Impact I, Wrestling at all? A lot of it's been from like, I, I know some of their talent and I've, I've followed a lot obviously of the new storylines because now they're kind of merging with AEW somewhat. Um, I've loved Eddie Edwards in there. Like in, some of the some of the people have stuck it out there for yeah, way Sammy too long. Callahan. Sammy Callahan's been there forever. I mean, they, heck, they got Ken. They got Ken Shamrock. They got Ken Shamrock over there right now. It's just like some of the people over there. I mean, and Deanna Prazo obviously found a home there, and she's great. Yo, uh, crazy, crazy, Dan. Ken Shamrock's not a WWE Hall of Famer, is he? I don't think he is. I don't think he is. Because he's a TNA Hall of Famer and a UFC Hall of Famer. He might yes. complete the trifecta here pretty soon. That's yeah, crazy. And, and also remember about TNA. We're making fun of TNA, but uh, Hall of Famer Kurt Angle, I think, yes. if I remember this correctly, he actually, when he was put in the Hall of Fame, at that point at least, he had spent more time in TNA yes, than correct. WWE. So, and you know, AJ Styles... 
AJ Styles, a lot of guys were in TNA, so you know we can't really poo-poo on them too much. But man, no, there was it, a lot I'm, of good. There's a lot of yeah. good AJ, to come out of the Bobby Roode. Like there's 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 some names like that were originals there to start the company. Eric Young's back there, obviously, mm-hmm. and he got royally screwed in oh, WWE, God. and I'm glad he's doing really well. Rich Swan's their world champion right now, and Rich Swan, like the whole situation the and how he got five live. Yes, the two hundred five live, the cruiserweight <laughs> champion. And uh, yeah, there's just there's a lot of talent there. Um, obviously, now it helps having the Good Brothers come in there, and uh, you have Kenny Omega being a part of that show. Um, it's it, it's an interesting brand. They've they've done a lot better uh, in recent. The problem is the ratings aren't there, and the interest isn't there. But there's a lot of talent on that roster. Their women's division is really good. Like they've got Taya Valkyrie, uh, John Morrison's wife. Uh, so and. Uh, uh, I, I know you guys are probably familiar with Jordan Grace. She's great too. Like She's it's awesome. Sue Young. Like they they've got so much great women's talent in that division, the Knockouts division there. And it's no surprise that Gail Kim is basically running that division behind the scenes now. And she's there, there's another example of what could have been in WWE because she was tremendous, and WWE just didn't know what to do with her. And she went to Impact and did her own thing. So it's like I I'm with you guys. Like that like we kind of poke fun at impact because of all the names that have left that company, but it's not like it's a bad wrestling promotion. Like right. they, they're putting out good content and they, they just made a change in their commentary with Josh Matthews was uh, doing commentary with Don Callis. Now they're going to uh, Matt strikers going to go back to the booth. Whoa. Matt, whoa! Matt, Matt I just keep thinking and, about airplane in the movie. Remember striker, 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 striker. Is that, is that real? Hold on. Wait, Matt, Josh. Matt, Stry- yeah. Matt, Matt Stry- <laughs> Apparently, what the report that I read, so Lucha was, Underground. So it's gonna be, uh, ju- it's gonna be uh, Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown in the booth what for the Hard hell? to Kill. What? <laughs> that's D-Lo that's Brown? what D'Lo Yo, Brown. That was, I would not have guessed in a million years. D'Lo I, Brown. I'm telling I you now, D'Lo Brown. <laughs> okay, for anybody listening out there, whoever cares, whoever loves the show, whoever loves me and Dan, D'Lo Brown, very very low key, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. <laughs> Are you? I used to walk around at Big Country Elementary School on the Southwest Side doing D'Lo Brown's little head shake. Head shake. And I would, and then on the trampoline, I would give a mean ass leg drops like like D'Lo Brown. I will say, guys, I look looking at this card for this Saturday, Hard to Kill Impact Wrestling. I was very disappointed to see. I, I saw this match of the Karate Man versus Ethan Page, and I was very disappointed to see on, that the Karate man? man is not Steve Blackman. You know, I uh, I was hoping he'd come out and do little sticks stick dancing and stuff maybe maybe you know i thought anyway. steve blackman's incredibly underrated he needs to be in the hall of fame i think so and also confession guys uh i saw i got really excited about seeing this pay-per-view this saturday i think i'm actually gonna buy it because i saw a preview i might actually <laughs> pay actual money brandon i might actually buy an impact wrestling pay-per-view if i can find out how to watch it because i want to see this match and brandon's gonna hate me for saying this the barbed wire one? Eddie Edwards versus Sammy Callahan, barbed wire massacre. Sammy Callahan's a lunatic. I admit, when I saw the preview for that and I saw how violent it might be, I loved it. I admit it. Now, Brandon, you're going to hate me for that because I used to always complain that there's too much. I don't like blood. There's I've a, there's a vi- there's Admit a, that I've yeah. on you. Admit that I have You're a bad influence. You. There's a video from way back in the day when we first started the show of me complaining that I don't like blood. It's not, it's not safe. It's not good. But maybe 2020 and the traumas have hardened my heart, and I want to see violence. 
I want to watch this pay-per-view, Impact Wrestling, this Saturday, Hard to Kill, yes. just to see that match. Sammy Callahan versus Eddie Edwards. I want to see that barbed wire match. Barbed wire massacre. I think they're going to try to get the internet talking. I think it's going to be bloody and gross. And for the first time, Brandon, I will openly enjoy it. I will enjoy the violence. I can just imagine you just with like candles around you, like some weirdo watching this match, just taking it in. because you just, In the bathtub. Yeah, exactly. In the bathtub, exactly. Yeah. I think Dancy Alana. Saturday is, night, man. Dancy Alana. Livestream. Uh, Dancy Alana truly has forgotten the incredible use of blood and how it can create storylines. And I think when now used correctly, he's, he's given into it. Yeah. Now this, I this want the match, blood. This match will be too much blood. I promise. 2020 you. broke me. Sammy Callahan, as Mike knows, I'm not sure if you got a chance to watch a couple Sammy Callahan matches, Dan, but the dude is a psychopath. The dude is literally nuts. I mean, take a more rough around the edge, cool looking Mick Foley. Like the dude is is, is bat s crazy. I mean, absolutely nuts. However, this is going to be an incredible pay-per-view. I definitely think... You can pay for it, Dan, and then send me that link, and I think we should definitely yeah. watch that. Share video. it, yeah. Well, Brandon always finds a way. You see, Mike, Brandon is, is remember Jurassic Park and, and nature always finds a way? Like, Brandon always finds a way to watch these pay-per-views. He has uh, links sent to him by various individuals, not... and he, Brandon is allergic to paying for wrestling pay-per-views. I don't think that's true. He just I won't do $10 it. $10 a month for WWE network i would absolutely glad if we could get everybody if we could get all the wrestling companies to do a a complete thing on like high spots network or something like a local like a like a real indie type of circuit where everybody has pay-per-views that is something i would pay for that'd be a dream come true i i think there's one company that would hold out maybe just damn pal we're not giving we're not going to be on the same channel as other companies (laughs) Other companies, there is no other companies. Ugh. I don't know what that was, Brandon. At the end, that was, that was, I thought I thought you, I thought you were gonna do a little. We're a little, on at seven o'clock at night. I thought Come you were on, gonna you gotta... do one of your little Triple H. Uh, oh yeah. The the, the, the your, your periods at the end of Triple H statements always finish with. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Triple H always sounds like he's having a baby at the end of every sentence. Absolutely. And by the way, trying to have, make back, a baby. When we come back, let's talk about this Triple H uh, extravaganza of a match that we were able to uh, take part in as an audience, Uh, whether you enjoyed it, whether you loved it, whether you were in the middle, the game was being played and it was on Monday Night Raw. We hope you guys stick with us. This is Down for the Count on ESPN San Antonio, 94.5 FM, 1250 AM, and we are always on the go at ESPNSA.com slash wrestling. It is Down for the Count, your ESPN San Antonio Wrestling Show. I'm Dangerous Dan Cialana, here with my tag team partner, Brandon Big Poppy Medina, joined as well from Mike, by Mike Mayer, from the Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast. And uh, happy birthday today to Hacksaw Jim Duggan, 67 oh. years old. Also, um, almost said Riddle. Not the, I can't say Matt Riddle, yeah. because he's not Matt Riddle anymore. Riddle. 35 years old. So, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, 67, you, Matt Riddle, 35. Are you Dan Cialana, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> are you going to be uh, celebrating the Matt Riddle way, Dan, tonight for him? Or are you going to be... Uh, I wish I could. Are you going to be 
taking the old brosif uh, puffer. What's going well, on? Hopefully, there? hopefully, if some legislation uh, changes soon, yeah, we'll see. Start we'll some see. new habits. Looks like New York's New York's going to be his spot moving forward. But uh, mm. off the air, uh, <laughs> talking about off the mic with Mister Mike Mayer. Uh, man, what a pro, right, Dan? You see that? You see that transition? But uh, when you talk about about Give him Mike, his own Mike, show. Mike, Mike, <laughs> Mike is. <laughs> Mike was questioning your your shirt choice, which realistically, guys, just so everybody knows at home, um, Dan has about ten shirts that just go in rotation. And I wish I, I have about seven. And, You're being and, generous. And the shirt he's wearing now, at least twice a month, he wears because I think he just holds on to it. It's a piece oh of his God. heart that he, that he misses, that he loves, that he cherishes, and that is the Iconics. The oh, shirts no. of I... the Iconics. And Mike <sighs> said they should have never broke him up, and I don't think he realizes the 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 absolute creation of what like, what he just said i don't think he realizes he just opened up a a, a whole okay. black hole the, pan, the black of, hole the pandora's box yeah, yeah the pandora's box of just absolute ridicule that dan has been taking over the over the, the past two years or so and just the sadness that his heart is filled with to know that the iconics have split up dan so i quick, love the iconics and, wow. and I love them wow. too. They were not good, gentlemen. They were they were, good. they were good, but they at least they were they were entertaining. They were, and for a, for a tag team division, yeah, so that they're trying to build. in the nineties. Yeah. How dare them. you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> what was the name of the dude that used to wear the the the? He was with the Undertaker and stuff. He looked real hillbillyish, for a lack of better words, and he used to wear like. The the like one piece. What was his name, dude? Midian. Midian. I rather watch Midian. Naked Midian. I rather watch Midian in them than the Iconics ever again. Just so we're well. Hmm. Okay, everyone. I'm not going to kink shame you, but the Iconics were were entertaining. Like Mike said, they were beautiful, and awesome. they were a tag team that a legitimate tag team of legitimate friends that goes back years. That is cool. And for a WWE women's roster who can't really put together any coherent tag teams that stay together. The Iconics were great. They People love them. The thing is, right. WWE thought they were heels. Like, they, they didn't understand that the fans really, really dug the Iconics. And I remember the night that the Iconics broke up. And on the YouTube page, <laughs> I, the night. I don't remember the date. I don't remember he the date. February 27, it's, it's in my diary. <laughs> it's in my diary, but you can't really see the pages because of the tears, the tears right. have just have, have disintegrated the, page. the pages. But I remember, I remember when they broke up, and I remember them being interviewed, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, for crying. WWE YouTube. They were crying, and it was legitimate. They it were was. legitimately sad, and all the comments were like, why did you do this? And the thing is, the night they broke up, it was a, such a stupid thing because they broke up, the Iconics broke up because they lost a match. And it was the dumbest wrestling stipulation ever because... They the the loser of the match had to they had to break up because they lost the match which was dumb, and people I think WWE thought like oh people are like yeah they broke up we hate them that's what they get but people were angry they're so out of touch the Iconics were were great I miss yeah. them I'm so that was sad like a normal I'm so Smackdown angry it wasn't even like well, a special okay, yeah, so it, they wasted it they, well and here's the th the biggest issue that I have with this is like okay when you're trying to build a women's tag division and you that was like really the one true tag team that you had and you broke them up I mean obviously riot squad's kind of on the up and up and they've just kind of just thrown women together and just basically said like Nia Jackson chain of Azler and they're just saying hey let's let's make them be a tag team I mean they had Sasha Banks and Bailey but they broke them up so 
like with this, what really bothered me is like to, the the idea behind it was that Peyton Royce was going to get a push, and that never happened. And then she's tagging with Lacey Evans, and now, right. and now Lacey and now Lacey Evans is flirting with Ric Flair. Like, what, what are we what are we doing? As like, one does. Let's talk about this now as well. Before I, what, <laughs> when when are we getting out of here, Dan? I don't know what's happening. I don't know, but, like six minutes or so. But time is a construct. Come on. Yes. Let's let okay, Ric Flair. Is there anybody else that has the game that Ric Flair has for so consistent, for so consistent, so long, right? Probably, probably not. Well, I don't know about that. I've heard. Right. (laughs) Listen, I'm not saying you got to last, but baby, he's lasted. So this is what I'm trying to tell you. Ric Flair. (laughs) Your mother rode Space Mountain 20 years ago. (laughs) Ric Flair has to be. Was this the the biggest? kiss in wwe history as far as age gap that we've seen ever yeah a, a little uncomfortable to watch or was it mark henry and and may young may young they birthed a hand man like that come on hey, like sexual that's right. chocolate that sexual used to chocolate. call me back in third grade that's what I, that's, that's, what that's the is. attitude error that everybody Mark's misses we got to go back to that I'm attitude good. error Okay, well, you know, there was rumors and innuendo backstage and on the wrestling internet that rick flair was actually supposed to trip uh, his daughter's opponent, not his daughter, Charlotte Flair, so that they had kind of had to do damage control and just kind of do this whole thing of Ric Flair uh, kind of just teaming up with Lacey Evans. I don't know if that puts butts in seats. I don't know if that people are going to really tune in for that. I'm it's kind of funny you. for a few weeks, uh, but it does have, I, I think what you alluded to there, Brandon, it does have that kind of like gross out sort of shock value attitude right. era thing to it. I don't, you know, if I don't, Listen, I don't want to make fun of a guy for being old because things change when you get old and, you know, you can't be good looking forever. I don't know if Ric Flair was ever good looking, but a woman who looks like Lacey Evans typically, typically would not be interested in a man who looks like Ric Flair. And I just think it's kind of weird and I don't think it's entertaining and I think they should just drop it. No, they should drop it 100%. Here's here's my question to Dan. I'm going to have to bring back another classic down for the count moment for you, Dan. Oh, no. Would you rather watch Ric Flair and Lacey Evans, okay, or relive that trash-ass Rusev-Lana marriage storyline that you love so much? Oh, the beta cuck thing? Yes. Listen, I I, I, I actually like that because that actually looked realistic. Stop. Lana Stop looks like that. someone who would cheat on her husband with, with a handsome <laughs> black man. Actually... What? Oh yeah, my man. god! It got, it got people's attention. I'll tell you that. Like, that, yes. that, 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 like if people were watching that. Like, if you look at like quick video, YouTube, show. <laughs> YouTube, YouTube views and everything. Like those and those the ratings that came through for those segments, as bad as they were, the wedding segment, as bad as all this stuff with Lashley Lana, <laughs> and then when they threw Liv Morgan in there for like two seconds, like that. Like people wanted to watch it, and I didn't understand it at all. But on the subject of this Lacey Evans thing, first off. Charlotte Flair's back, and that's what you're doing with maybe the best female superstar of all time. That's what you do. And then also, on top of it, her tag team partner's Asuka. Asuka was nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. What the hell? So that that's your that's your key women's segment on Monday Night Raw this week, and it's Lacey Evans flirting with 70-year-old Ric Flair. Like yeah. that's what that's what we're doing. We're having a Flair family debacle as you're, you're keep, the debacle like you're just having the flair family because like you saw charlotte she basically disowned rick flair for the second time on live television so and it's just like 
Yeah, and we saw Charlotte kind of kill the angle by saying, like, I've I, for my entire life, I've seen women flirt with my dad right in front of me. <laughs> so she right. kind of just put it out there, like, kind of kill the Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I feel like I lost. Did I lose signal? I feel like I lost signal a little bit. I, I stopped hearing you guys. Okay, yeah. well, regardless, I think. We were just uh, ranting about Lacey Evans, we were, Ric Flair. We were ranting about Lacey Evans. And listen, at the end of the day, Ric Flair puts butts in seats. He draws eyes the same way, unfortunately, a Hulk Hogan would, the same way a lot of these guys do. Do you think, Dan, after this past Legends Night, to end the, the segment a little bit, after this past Legends Night, should we just say enough is enough and move on from this legend, these 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 legends appearances? At least, at least, like like maybe the legends that should be appearing are now just attitude here. Like let's let the '80s go. These guys are going to be busting hips, and you know, come on, like let them live, let them be retired, be their own person, and maybe the legends are now people from like '95 and on. Is that does that sound like something we should start doing, Dan? Yeah, Brandon, you know, we just got a minute left, so I'll try to make it quick here. I, I I loved with Legends Night, we had the chance to interview Jimmy Hart, and that was like a childhood dream for me as a wrestling fan. But that being said, I thought the Legends Night Monday Night Raw was sad to watch. I thought it looked desperate. I actually felt bad for everyone involved, and it seemed like a cheap gimmick. And I don't want to see WWE bring out these old guys just to try to get cheap ratings. I think it's embarrassing for the Legends. It's fr probably frustrating for the main roster, as we saw Mustafa Ali give a quasi shoot about about complaining about guys like Hulk Hogan getting the uh, attention that you know that that they that they want. Uh, I don't like the Legends Knights. It's I, I I feel like it's embarrassing, and they gotta let it go. I, if I want to see Legends, I can look them up on YouTube. Absolutely, right. but unfortunately for you guys, you guys get to listen to Legends every single night on Thursdays at 7. Thank you for tuning in. This is Down for the Count on ESPN San Antonio, and that's the bottom line because Down for the Count said, said so. Follow Down for the Count on Twitter at DFTC Podcast.